Girlfriends, episode number 303, Sacred Heart in Your Home with Kate Capato. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week I'm talking to artist Kate Capato about the importance of sacred art. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriend, glad you're here. Thanks so much for showing up for this 2022 episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Still thrilled to be in a new year, still thrilled to be here with you. Thanks so much for showing up and connecting with me here on the podcast. You might hear it a little bit in my voice. <laughs> my family and I are on barely on the other side of COVID and we're doing well, all's well, but I'm a little rough around the edges, so to speak. <laughs> Thankfully, this episode, uh, the interview is pre-recorded, so I was in full voice, at least as far as I can remember back when I got the chance to talk with Kate. And I can't wait to share with you about sacred art. So this is a topic that comes up time and again. And the thing that I love to talk about is all of our stuff that we get to enjoy as Catholics, these physical things, these physical representations of our faith, different way we can incorporate sacramentals, we can bring beauty into our homes. And that's really an authentic part of our faith experience our senses really matter. And that was part of what I enjoyed getting the chance to connect with Kate about. She's a talented artist, person who's just on fire with her faith and ready to share it in so many unique and creative ways. But before we dive into that topic, I just want to tell you, thank you for being here. If this is your first time listening to the Girlfriends podcast, I want to give you a special welcome. I'm excited that you're checking us out, giving us a try. Thrilled that you're checking out the podcast here in the new year, and I hope you're going to stick around. But those of you who are faithful listeners who tune in time and again, never miss an episode. Those of you who tell me that you binge, and I cringe when you binge, but those of you who tell me that you love the shows and you go back and you listen to them all in a row, I want to thank you for that too. It's just so beautifully encouraging to me in the work that I continue to do here at Girlfriends. And a few different times we've had occasion to share other podcasts that you enjoy listening to. There was one time somebody uh, sent in a question asking for podcast ideas for her husband to listen to. And I just wanted to throw that out there again, because I think it's a helpful thing to kind of crowdsource these things. And so if you have a podcast besides Girlfriends that you really enjoy and you'd like to recommend to other people, let me know about it. You can send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Voxer. I've got a Vox from somebody coming up at the end of this week's show. I can't wait to share that with you. Just let me know what podcasts you enjoy listening to, because I like spreading the word about the good things going on in the church, the good people we can connect with, the entertainment and information and faith formation that we can all take part in, especially through new media and through podcasts. So let me know. Send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com or send me a voicemail at that email address or connect with me on Voxer. You know I would love to hear from you. All right. No more waiting. Here is my recent interview with Kate Capato. Take a listen. 
Joining me here today on Girlfriends is Kate Capato, a contemporary sacred art painter and speaker rooted in the tradition of our Catholic faith. Kate creates oil paintings inspired by prayer and our powerful church teachings. She's greatly influenced by St. John Paul II's teachings on theology of the body, as well as the Renaissance masters due to her gifted time studying sacred art painting in Florence, Italy. She seeks to bring others into a deeper relationship with Christ and an awareness of who they are as men and women through beauty. Kate Capato, welcome to Girlfriends. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Danielle. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. So I was exploring your website, which is visualgrace.org. And I'm going to just start out by just encouraging everybody to go there. If you are at all interested in sacred art and just beautiful works related to our the beauty of our Catholic faith, this is such a wonderful resource for you. But just to get us started here, Kate, maybe share with us a little bit about your background and how you got started in this work as a sacred art painter. Sure. Well, if we w- rewind to uh, schooling days, I, I I would never imagined uh, being where I am today. I right. honestly didn't think about this. I knew I loved art and I knew I loved helping people. Mm-hmm. How those would mold together, I had no idea. Uh, I did a lot of mission work, just volunteer work, but then art always seemed to be separate. Like it just felt like two completely different worlds. Um, when I graduated high school, I, I didn't realize the best option. So at the time I thought, well, maybe I'll do some fashion design and maybe create a modest clothing line. I, you know, there's some mm-hmm. interest there and how can I survive financially still doing art and somehow help people? That's, that's the route I initially took. <laughs> Went down that journey, soon found out that was not my calling and, um, transferred thought maybe maybe I'll do art therapy which was getting a little closer counseling mm-hmm. with art beautiful field for sure went down that route you would have to get your masters in it as I graduated college I also realized okay lord I don't feel like you're calling me here either mm-hmm. what is it it still felt like two different worlds honestly um after graduating college I kind of took some time off because like I said, I would have had to get my master's. I I got into some schools, but I just kind of paused that instead of um, going. Mm -hmm. And I actually ended up doing mission work with the Culture Project. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. They based here in Philadelphia, but they travel around. They speak to students about human dignity and sexual integrity. Amazing Mm group. Um, So I ended up doing mission with them for three years. Mm. And kept painting and creating on the side and my heart really ached. I'm like, Lord, I love bringing people closer to your truth, to your love, but I still also love art and I don't know how to do both. So the journey continued and eventually, <laughs> um, I actually, cause I also dance a little bit too, side note. Mm-hmm. I eventually also was performing in Italy during those years, uh, for a travel performance and came across a school that I didn't, uh, hear about prior, but it was called the Sacred Arts School. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of put this idea in my head of, wow, I, I never even thought of that being something we could do in this day and age. You know, that seems like way back when only in the Renaissance. And right. it was a fairly new school and it definitely piqued my interest. I was still committed to the culture project, so it wasn't the time yet, but it kind of just stayed in the back of my mind. And as uh, my commitment to the culture project was coming to an end. It came back 
uh, just pressed deeply on my heart and I really felt the tug from the Lord to go and pursue that. So I ended Mm -hmm. up studying sacred art, oil painting in Florence, Italy for two years. That sounds like a dream. (laughs) Yes. I never, ever anticipated it. Um, And the way it just unfolded, it was just pure gift from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I was able to fully invest in my painting skills and then grow in theological studies, particularly theology of the body aspects. And then, of course, just experience the masters all around, just walking the streets of Florence for anyone who's been there. Mm-hmm. You would know how stunning it is and how much influence it could have on your your very being. So that time was a huge gift and, and um, really equipped me to kind of I just felt like that was when things started to just zip together, if you will. Mm-hmm. And this the, this desire to help people and use art, it, it finally came together. Um, so really concretely creating works of art that were sacred and articulating the truths of our faith mm-hmm. of who we are as men and women. And then um, it just continues to unfold. Like as as all of our journeys do, he keeps making it more and more clear. Um, And from my time at the Culture Project as well, because that mission was primarily speaking, Mm -hmm. that has also continued in my journey. And uh, now I just bring my paintings and any type of art with me to further articulate these messages, which is, it's a whole nother level because... um, Throughout all these experiences from my travels in mission work, as well as my time studying art, I've just seen the power of beauty, mm-hmm. the power that it has kind of beyond words, because especially in our day and age today, where you can't always reason with somebody because it's your truth versus right, my right. truth. I know. I hate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, it, it has a particular power where I've seen people just come to tears and the Lord does something where it just pierces a heart and, and they know, they know when they encou- they've encountered truth and right. that's all the Holy Spirit's working. And I'm just a vessel in his hands. And it's just really, I'm just grateful to be a part of this journey, to be able to um, just use my skills to help bring people more, more intimately into the father's arms, you know, love that. Um, so oh. Yeah. In a, in a nutshell, that's that's my journey. <laughs> that's your journey in a nutshell. So you you described you know your faith influencing you even when you were first in college. Um, are are you a cradle Catholic? Yes, technically I am a cradle Catholic. I'm one of six kids, Irish and Italian family, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we grew up going to mass regularly and all the the fun Catholic stuff. But I will say it wasn't until high school when. Um, you, you might be familiar when I went on a retreat called Kairos at oh, my sure. high school. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's when I really would say the, the faith began becoming my own. Um, I really had an intimate encounter with Christ and knew who he was as a, as a friend, as a lover, as like someone just truly cares. So that's when I, I really started to encounter him. And then it grew even deeper in college because I actually went to a non-denominational school in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful school, Palm Beach Atlantic University. And they, I, I love their love for Christ, but they also challenged me in being, in being great with questions of, so you're Catholic. Why do you believe this? Why do you mm-hmm. believe that? Really just challenging me to know my own faith. And I'm like, I know I believe that, but let me get back to you. Let me study you. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. And that's when I was able to 
grow um, even closer and understanding who we are as Catholics and yeah. what we truly profess. So oh, that's a great way to yeah. kind of refine your your knowledge and strengthen your own faith is being asked those kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. I know that from my own right. kids asking questions. It's <laughs> yes. a great way to like, I'll get back to you on that. Let me look that up. Right. Um, I know right. I believe it. Um, so yeah, that's great. That's beautiful. What a, what a beautiful witness your, your life has been thus far in kind of listening oh, to where God is calling you toward. And being faithful to all the different places that he's called you. And and I love what this is becoming. So now what you've established is um, a small business, right? Where you're, mm-hmm, you're creating mm-hmm. these works of art. Explain how that's all set up. Yeah. I mean, every day is different. I, there's no same day. Honestly, I, I have a in-home studio here. I'll get commissions or I create works that's just been pressed upon my heart through prayer. So a commission is if somebody will contact me, whether it's a church or even families do mm-hmm. all the time, uh, young couples, and they'll ask, oh, we really, we're interested in this saint or this Marian title, and we would love this to be articulated in some way. And then I pray about it and create a work in response to what's been on their heart. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'll have commissions lined up. And then in addition to that, as I alluded to earlier, I travel a little bit with my husband, who's a musician, so artist in a different way. And we will do what I was sharing where I bring my art, he'll bring some music, and we'll present either like things on theology of the body or just the message of beauty. Mm-hmm. I know this past year we were doing a lot about St. Joseph, given the year of St. Joseph. Um, so just different topics of our right. faith, but using this umbrella of beauty. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we'll travel around, but most of the, most of the time I'm in the studio creating and um, just growing in that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, and, and so I'm intrigued by this idea of commission. Um, so sure. are are you generally working on a commission piece at, at any given time, and what is that process like? Yeah, it's I have well, praise the Lord, I have a bunch lined up where I'm That's booked great. for about a year now, and um, total gift from the Lord. Yeah, it. Every every work's a little different. I would say time span wise, usually about two to three months of creation, sometimes longer if they're mm-hmm. bigger works. And it's, uh, as I mentioned, prayer is a big, big part of it. If I don't begin in prayer, that's a, a huge issue. I just need to like hand it over to the Holy Spirit to let him be the main worker and mm-hmm. to guide my vision in that. So Commission, again, if somebody asks me something specific, I'll take what they they have shared with me, like, oh, this saint means a lot to me because of this, what happened in our family or so forth. They share something personal. And so I pray with that and let the Lord lead in terms of certain symbology that might come up and even just positions of how to position that particular saint or Marian image Mm -hmm. and so forth to really... um, yeah, articulate that main message. And then I'll create sketches for them. And then we solidify which one really resonates. And then from there, I'll get some real models and we'll begin creating the new work. And I use oil paints and linen and yeah, and it's just layer by layer by layer until the final product. Um, And 
Yeah. So some take longer than others right. and need a lot of mulling over and, and just really letting the Holy Spirit breathe into it. But others can go uh, much quicker. Okay. And then in the meantime, you're also working on your, your own art because I'm, I'm interested in this, not, not because I'm a painter, but as a writer, I can relate mm-hmm. to the idea of work that I'm going to do writing that's coming straight from me, you know, yes. <laughs> and that I'm yes. in- inspired to do or that right. work for hire, which maybe I'm going to be less on fire about and have to really kind of work through and um, create what mm-hmm. somebody else has in mind. Yes. Yeah, there are. I have a whole list of ones that have come to me in prayer that I am just burning to create. And so I try to, uh, well, this year I've, I've, like I said, I've been blessed to be booked out for a little while. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to do a good job of making sure to make space for both. Right. So I'm kind of going to go back and forth where I'll do a commission and then I'll do one that's really been on my heart for a while. That's my own, if you will, mm-hmm. and then go back to another commission kind of yeah. back and forth like that is what my goal is. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so balancing those. But then these these right. works of your own art, you're, you've turned into beautiful art that people can purchase and bring into their mm-hmm. homes. Let's talk about that a little bit, because this is something that I know I grew up in a home that had sacred art in it. And that was that was just a normal part of my experience. But I've realized more and more as, uh, you know, I've gotten older, and I make friends that, you know, that have different faith backgrounds, or that were, were brought up differently with the Catholic faith, that it's not necessarily always the case that people naturally are wanting to bring sacred art into their homes. Why, why would you say people should consider doing that? Sure, I think, I, I would say many reasons. Um, the most pressing is, we, well, our culture today has forgotten much of the value of beauty. So I'll say that for sure. Mm-hmm. And we think of it as potentially just decoration as an extra when I maybe have the extra funds or um, time. Mm-hmm. But in studying the value of beauty, so not just because I'm a painter, but like really going into it. So I've read like Dietrich von Hildebrand's book on aesthetics, Mm -hmm. beautiful book, um, and other ones in regards to the power of beauty and just how pressing beauty uh, forms the soul. So he speaks about when we encounter beauty, we're really encountering the Lord. Mm -hmm. So authentic beauty brings us closer to the Lord. And when we surround ourselves with that, it truly does have an effect on our very being, whether it, whether we realize it or not. Right. Um, so having works of art in our homes that speak of the divine is wa- is a way to further progress our spiritual growth, honestly, and, and that of our families, mm-hmm. to be able to be reminded of the heavenly truths of who we are and what the Lord is calling us to. And it's really just particularly sacred art, whether it's a painting or sculpture, like it's it's scripture coming to life, you know, and mm-hmm. why do we have a Bible so that we can dive into the Lord's word? Well, this is another way of entering in, but visually and to be reminded of the Lord. And, and you know, if you get like a, a particular more commissioned, it's even more intimate to your family, like something specific to the Lord teaching of whether it be, like I said, a specific saint, a a specific Marian uh, title, something Mm -hmm. intimately involved with your family and your journey, which is such a beautiful reminder to see regularly and to pray with, um, just to meditate on and have the Lord speak to you through that. I mean, I'm sure everyone's familiar with Lectio Divina, Mm -hmm. where you take scripture and 
you kind of just meditate on it. Well, there's Visio Divina as well, which is becoming more known, but not everyone has heard about it. But essentially, it's the same thing. You take something visual uh, and you you pray with it and you sit with it and you let the Lord speak to you through it. So mm-hmm. something will stand out to you. Maybe it's a certain symbol, a certain color even. The way um, the saint is positioned, whatever it might be, these are ways that God wants to speak to us and to say something so intimate to us about our journey, where we are right now and where he's taking us. So, yeah, all of those are so, so powerful and needed, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when we're bombarded with so much noise on social media and the TV. Right, right. I know. And, that, you know, where would you recommend somebody get started? Let's say there's somebody's listening and they're like, well, I have a crucifix on my wall and that's about mm-hmm. it for sacred art. Like, are there, mm-hmm. are there like gateway drugs <laughs> to get us started? <laughs> yeah, well, I would say to be very intentional before choosing. So mm-hmm. re- maybe begin with asking the Lord, okay, what what really would speak to myself, my family? What what about this particular saint? Maybe it's my patron saint or, you know, maybe I'm really drawn to Our Lady of Guadalupe or this or that. To really um, ask yourself those questions. What what is What resonates with me? Mm-hmm. To pray about it before just kind of searching sacred art. Because, you, you know, I mean, all of it would be beneficial, but it's important to get something that really resonates with you and sure. your home. So I would say that would be the first step. And then from there, researching whatever has come to your heart. Mm -hmm. And if you don't find something um, that's already created that resonates with you, then consider possibly investing in a commission and creating something that's unique. And it truly is an investing um, for your family because these are works that will will be passed down for generations and generations, which is just even that in and of itself is, is something we don't. We don't often do in our culture today, so we're so used to mass-produced items, which mm-hmm. just devalues things. So having something that's uniquely created for your home that could be passed down for generations, that in and of itself has such a power to it. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's – and, I mean, there's – I wish I could say that there's, like, a portal of uh, a list of sacred artists. Unfortunately, they're, <laughs> they're not they're, – that doesn't exactly – They're not organized yet. yet. No. <laughs> People have talked about it and there's some little combos of, of, of lists, but it's it's not that helpful at this time. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you talk to one artist and if they're unable to do it, um, likely we'll know somebody else that would. And so right, kind of just right. begins there. So you could get started over by connecting with Kate at visualgrace.org and go from there. So that's a, a great way for people to get started if they're not already bringing sacred art into their homes. But something you said earlier intrigued me about you when you're talking about doing your presentations and, and kind of sharing through this, you know, revealing the truth through beauty rather than trying to make an argument or, you know, the different ways that our, our culture might scream in your face trying to change somebody's mind about something. Can you just describe that a little bit and, and talk a little bit about what what role does beauty play in revealing the truth to us? Yeah. So on our encounters, when we speak about the Lord through beauty, it's it's very clear how the Lord works through it. And sometimes it's so quick in the sense of, I'll just have my painting up front and somebody walks up and is in tears. It's just the Holy wow. Spirit just spoke right through this work and reach their heart exactly what they needed at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may have, I may never know what that even is. Um, mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's all the Lord working, but right. 
we are very intentional about we'll have I'll do like a short presentation about 30 minutes and then we are always intentional about having actual prayer time with the arts. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's the main thing is that encounter. So silence is key of really listening to the Lord in front of beauty. Um, and then if my husband is playing music, even even if it's not complete silence, that sense of stillness of heart, just really opening our hearts to hearing what the Lord is trying to say through this beauty. So we'll have kind of this guided visio divina that takes place following the actual presentation. And those are like, yeah, that's that's the key part to these encounters to really experience what it means to hear the Lord through imagery or this particular message that's being portrayed right there in front right. of them. Right. And people know this, like it's pressed on our hearts. And really beauty is just a love story from God. Like he is, he is beauty and all the ways that we see beauty in the world today, whether it's nature, physical paintings, sculptures, music, there's so many ways that beauty comes to us. And these are all just tastes of him. And we almost forget to give ourselves permission to be still in beauty. So these these presentations, these uh, events that we do are reminders and an invitation to make time for that again, to make that a priority, because this is where we are just able to fall more in love with the Lord, to realize how much he loves us right? and to hear where he's leading us, uh, which is all unique and personal to our journey. Mm-hmm. And if we don't take that time and stillness, um, it's very hard to hear. So it's really that's the key part is is helping, helping all of us, myself included, reminding us to to go back to that stillness and be in beauty, right? To be with Him. Yeah, there's certainly something countercultural about that being called into stillness. Like our world doesn't like yeah. that. <laughs> doesn't no, like the doesn't like hard. the quiet. We like the noise. We like the distraction. We like the busyness. Um, another countercultural part of your work is this connection with St. John Paul II's theology of the body, where the ideas of male and female, how does that how does that all factor into the work that you create? Yes, that is a huge foundation for why I do what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. it's subtle. You may, um, I mean, some of my works are a little bit more clear and, and you can see that counteracting some, sometimes it's a little more subtle, but all of it is, is, is founded in the understanding of who we are as man and woman and how those distinct differences and the unity of the two and the complementarity of the two are important to understanding the why of our faith, the why of life's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, even like complementary colors, I'll speak of this aspect of uh, masculine and feminine. And again, this is subconsciously we receive this when a work of art is working well in unison together mm-hmm. with these aspects of color and form, as much as the actual figures maybe being male and female. All of it is speaking of something very key, this this call to communion, mm-hmm. which in the end is the communion in, in eternity with our Lord. Right. Uh, but it begins here. It begins here with our relationships, with our families, with our friends. And these works of art, my hope is to just bring that back into our vision, into our understanding of, you know, just it's essential 
mm-hmm. to uphold the value of family and the dis- the distinct differences, but the communion of them all together. Right. So, yes, a, a big part of sacred art has a power to also counteract lies like pornography mm-hmm. and just misconceptions that we may have had about ourselves due to different wounds and so forth. Mm-hmm. And again, it's very subtle. You know, you, you know, I may have an image of St. Joseph and it's subtly speaking of the role of father, of leader, of husband. Mm-hmm. And um, when we surround ourselves with that and we see it, it, it counteracts lies that we may have received in the past. Mm-hmm. Again, whether that's through pornography or just wounds in our own families or culture in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like our memories need to be if they're bad memories, we need to fill them with good memories to be, bring more of that good into our minds sure. so that we recall that more and more. So I, I have that in, in mind every time I create something. You know, how can this work be a way of professing these truths of who we are as man and woman, this call to communion that will ultimately lead to that eternal communion? So... Um, again, some are more obvious than others, right. but each of them have that foundation of really articulating this this really powerful, necessary aspect of of who we are. Right, <laughs> so. right. And so when you and your husband go and give these different talks and presentations and yes. at different events, is this part of what you're explicitly teaching or how, how does that work? Because I know part of it is you speaking, correct? Correct. Yes. The beginning part, I'll share. Yeah, I... Different topics I'll offer, but I always have a part where theology of the body is spoken and just even going into, you, like I'll use a piece of art to articulate the physical body and how the Lord speaks to us through our physical body mm-hmm. and then um, showing works of art how to to understand it deeper through that as well. But yes, I'll we'll go into that call to communion and how we can see that call to communion in all of creation, like even things in nature, for instance, when you see the the ocean, it comes up and hits the rocks, you know, we're drawn to, to that aspect of them coming together because there's a masculine and feminine component of them. And, and when they meet, there's something so powerful about it. So like, that's just one example, but right. all of creation has this masculine and feminine sense of communion and we're drawn to it. And mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so we'll go into that. We'll go into that through the art, through the music, through nature um, examples and mm-hmm. ultimately through humans, you know, Mary and Joseph and who we are and right. all of it just circling around the same message of God is calling us into a deep love story and are we responding are we coming closer and closer are we joining him in that so it's it's that call and that ache on our heart and he's just drawing us deeper into that the song of songs in scripture it just speaks about this oh one of my favorite books in scripture beautiful so soaked in in this beauty aspect in that love story Mm -hmm. yeah i love the idea of these presentations that you do because it's so different right because people might be used to oh we have a speaker come in and you know that that sort of thing that you do at your parish but this is entirely different from that and a lot different Mm -hmm. creative aspects to it so people can um they can go to your website right visualgrace.org if they're interested in finding out more about bringing you in to speak yes okay yes yes 
So that's the place to go, folks. Visualgrace.org. Um, you can see all of Kate's original artwork there. You can look into the opportunity to possibly commission her to create a unique piece of art for you or have her and her husband come and do one of these creative presentations on sacred art for your parish or your community. Kate, what are you what are you working on now? What do you have coming up next? Do you have anything in the works that we, we can know about? Yes. Uh, well, I'm actually looking at my easel right now. I have <laughs> a work. It is on St. Joseph that's almost finished based off a, a, a vision that took place a while ago. It's, it's not officially approved by the church just yet, but it's a beautiful image of St. Joseph and some angels. So it's actually almost done. And hope, I hope to, uh, quote unquote, unveil it in the next couple of weeks. Oh, wonderful. Before the end of this year of St. Joseph. And then I have um, Our Lady Undoer of Knots that's mm-hmm. kind of in the sidelines about to begin as well. So oh, lots of good ones coming up. Beautiful. Lots of great art to look forward to. So folks, check out visualgrace.org. We'll have that linked up in the show notes. If you're not going to remember that URL, you can always go to ascensionpress.com to get the notes for every show of Girlfriends and all the good resources we're sharing here. Kate, I want to thank you for coming on Girlfriends and sharing about this important work that you're doing in the life of the church. But even more importantly, I want to thank you for your yes, for your the beautiful and inspiring witness of your yes to where God is leading you. I can't wait to see where he's going to bring you in the future. Thank you so much. And thank you also for your yes and sharing all of this goodness with all of us. We really appreciate it. Oh, so much fun to connect with you here. Well, we've got more of the show coming up, but first we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you are listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista. When I became Catholic, I had a really hard time understanding the role Mary was supposed to play in my life. So I went to her and I told her, I just don't get it. I need your help. And guess what? Mary did just that. She showed me a way to pray that has revolutionized my entire life. Mary has been called the mother of listening. She didn't just hear the word. She knew how to hear it in light of her own relationships, circumstances, and habits. And then she let the word transform her. I realized that I had to share what I was learning about Mary's way of praying with others. So I wrote How to Pray Like Mary, a step-by-step guide to discovering God's voice in the scriptures and letting Him transform your heart. I invite you to learn more about How to Pray Like Mary at ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. Welcome back. Well, now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback. I often will read somebody's recent email or a question that somebody sent in. But this week, I was thrilled to right before Christmas, I got this beautiful Voxer message from Taylor. And um, she didn't share a question, but she did share a little bit of what's going on in her life and her world. And I'm so grateful for that. Hey, Danielle. I am... Well, I downloaded Boxer just so I can leave you a voice memo because I think that's pretty awesome that even though you don't know me, you kind of will know me just by hearing my voice. Um, I have been sitting on sending you this message for so long because I didn't want to mess up. And I had all these ideas of questions I wanted to ask you and I wanted to ask you the right one. But the Lord was just telling me to just encourage you for all you do. Um, I have to briefly just share with you um, a journey I've been on in the last five weeks. I had just started listening to you. I know you don't like it, but I was binging a little bit, but in a healthy way, if that's possible. And (laughs) I 
kind of went on a spiral having my newborn son in September. I definitely was having a little postpartum and some past um, insecurities, I guess you could say, were just super heightened. And I was kind of on a bad, bad path or just really down about a lot of stuff. And I started to listen to you. I listened to one on the Surrender Novena. I started praying that. Um, I went to confession because the one I listened to, one of the very first ones, and I always get so anxious when I go to confession, but this time was different. I just kept telling myself, I'm talking to Jesus. Um, I'm talking to Jesus, not the priest. He's working, Jesus is working through the priest. And I was so honest and open than I've ever been before. And it started a whole path or a whole journey, I should say. Um, God was really showing me um, a lot about Mary. He started to teach me and show me about Mary. I wish I could tell you more. I could just talk all day about this, but basically it started to send me on a spiral of different books I was picking up and different topics I was listening to, especially some of yours. Um, you talk a lot about Mary and learning how to, the consecration of Jesus through Mary. And actually I am pretty excited. All this is in pe- preparation for the 33 days of morning glory. Um, I'm going to be doing with my husband on the 31st. So I'm pretty excited. But all that being said, I just wanted you to know a little bit about myself, but I just wanted to more so encourage you. I didn't want to, originally I wanted to just ask you for questions to help me fix things in my life, but the only one who could do that is Jesus. He just used you as a vessel um, at this point in my life, and I truly, truly appreciate you, and I appreciate all you do. Um, I have a blast listening to your podcast. I can completely relate. I tell everybody about it. Yeah, I just want you to feel encouraged that you are touching a lot of people's hearts and helping them through their faith journey. And I am very blessed and grateful and appreciative um, for you. Well, God bless. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. I do believe it's all in God's timing and this was the right time to reach out to you. But I hope you're enjoying family. I listened to your last, I'm finally all caught up. Not that I listened to every single 300 and two or one episodes but um i listened to a lot of them and i'm finally caught up i listened to the last couple in a row so it's been cool and i do feel like one of your girlfriends even though you don't know me and i hope one day we will have the opportunity to meet again god bless and have a very merry christmas Thank you so much, Taylor, for sharing those thoughts. I really appreciate the fact that you decided to encourage me. I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm always in need of encouragement, and I'm just grateful for all the ways that all of you give me encouragement when you listen. But I really want to especially thank you for taking that extra step, Taylor. That really means a lot that you decided you wanted to record a Voxer in order to do that. And you are a girlfriend. You feel like a girlfriend? Well, you are a girlfriend. So I want to thank you for that as well. 
those of you who might be interested in figuring out like, what is this Voxer thing? There's always a link in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com for every episode of Girlfriends, where you can just join Voxer, which if you're not already on it, it's a really fun app that you can connect with friends and family and just communicate by voicemail to each other, little voice memos to each other. But it's also a way that you can become a part of the Girlfriends podcast, just like Taylor just did here. So you can always find that over at ascensionpress.com. But a special thank you to you, Taylor, for taking the time to do that, for sharing a little bit of what's going on in your life and your family. I am just overjoyed and really encouraged to know the good work that God is doing in your faith life, in your home, in your family, in your heart. What a beautiful gift it is to have you share that with me here today. So thank you so much for that. And before we have to wrap up here today, I just want to say thank you for being a part of today's show. And if you enjoy the Girlfriends podcast, I just want to give you a little nudge, a little suggestion. Would you help us to share it? You could help us to share it by giving it a rating and review over at iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. But also you can help us to share it just by word of mouth. Tell a friend that you enjoy it. Send a link to somebody. Text somebody about it. Put it on your social media spread the word. We would love to have you help us to grow our community of girlfriends here on the podcast. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you for being here today. It means so much to me that you spend part of your week right here with me on Girlfriends. I do not take that for granted. It's an honor and it's a privilege to get to spend that time with you. So thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 